The Chicago White Sox split a doubleheader with the Cleveland Guardians on Tuesday. It was really a tale of two different games. Shane Bieber was virtually unhittable in Game 1 for Cleveland, and Dylan Cease was equally impressive in Game 2 for our White Sox. Like most Sox fans, Ozzie Guillen and the NBC Sports Chicago crew have been beyond frustrated with the effort as of late by the Sox. Are changes coming to the South Side? You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Lockdown White Sox. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Lockdown Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKEDON at checkout. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Morawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox, Locked On White Sox as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Sox split the doubleheader and can split the series today. Uh, Dylan Cease might just be an all-star after all, but first, could we really see Tony La Russa be relieved of his managerial duties? Uh, Sox, 42-45, and 45, uh, trailing, of course, the Cleveland Guardians and Minnesota Twins. Uh, if you're living game by game, pitch by pitch, uh, then after game two of that doubleheader on Tuesday, uh, you're feeling pretty good, I guess. Uh, Sox won seven to nothing. We're going to talk about that game and everything else that occurred. Uh, the big picture, though, for me, it's it's still unsettling. Uh, during this critical eight game stretch, uh, the Sox are now uh, one and two, and I just, you know, I get it. They won seven to nothing in game two, but. Yeah, the way game one went and still on Monday, uh, I haven't seen a lot of life at all. Thought I'd see more of it. Now, maybe Wednesday's a completely different story. Maybe Lucas Giolito comes out and the White Sox bring the bats and they bring momentum into Minnesota. There's still a lot of baseball left this week. But right now, I, you know, I'm not very happy with how things have been going. Um, Tony La Russa, uh, at the center of a lot of things after game one of the doubleheader, going to talk about all the comments, uh, headed his way and what the NBC sports Chicago, uh, pre and post game crew, uh, were talking about, uh, this was a quote, co- a quote from Tony La Russa before game one of the doubleheader on Tuesday. Uh, he said, we have had our ups and downs and talent is here to make it more ups Van Downs in the second half of the season. Uh, Right now, there are more downs for sure. Uh, Anger from fans, 
uh, Stone and Benetti confused uh, during the telecast, and rightfully so. And again, the NBC Sports Chicago uh, folks, they have been really getting into it lately. Um, you know, my personal thoughts, you know, I, I really, I'd be shocked. I really would be shocked if Tony La Russa was relieved of his duties. But we're getting into a point right now where things are getting kind of embarrassing. I mean, he's getting called out uh, not only locally, but nationally. And again, I, I think Tony La Russa accepted this job uh, way back in the fall of 2020 and thought, you know, this this team is going to be a turnkey ready team. Um, you know, Jerry might have convinced him, hey, I'm going to throw some money. I'm going to get Liam Hendricks. I'm going to I'm going to try to get a couple other things that you want, maybe bullpen wise. I don't know. Uh, but the talent sure looked like it was going to be there on paper. Who would have known all of the injuries and everything else going into it? But uh, La Russa had to do far more managing than I thought he was going to have to do. And, and we're seeing just some of the oddities that have occurred and uh, the lifelessness of this team and uh, the confusion over are there leaders, you know, is there unrest? Uh, hey, it's got to start from the top. And Larusa has said so much uh, earlier this season. So uh, after uh, game one, uh, Chuck, Guillen, Scotty Pods calling out Tony Larusa and the team uh, Pods said, we need to hear Tony say the way we're taking the field and what we're doing is unacceptable. Uh, and then Guillen said, I want him, meaning Larusa, to be that guy. The White Sox need that guy. Uh, Guillen also calling Tony Larusa Rick Renteria with credentials on the post game. Uh, is Guillen interviewing uh, on air for the job? I, I don't know about that. Um, I don't see Ozzy Guillen coming back and managing this team. Uh, we love what he's saying right now. Uh, he's saying everything we're thinking as fans. He's starting to really get animated uh, lately. Uh, and after game one, boy, he was he was going off. And and I like what I like what Scotty Pods is saying too. You know, what with him saying. Um, for LaRusa to come out now and just say, look, going public, you know, I don't know what's happening behind the curtains, behind the closed doors, but for LaRusa to maybe come out and just say it, the way we're taking the field and what we're doing is unacceptable. I, I think we all want, want that right now. Uh, will there be change? Is, is, is a manager change enough? Uh, I mean, you could clean house right now. You can clean the entire front office, start from scratch with everybody. I mean, because where really, you know, who's who's safe at this point, especially with the way the Sox have been playing. And and boy, and if they miss the playoffs, uh, who, you know, who knows what can happen? Um, is Jerry embarrassed? That That's the big question, because this is Jerry's world. You got to remember. Uh, Jerry brought Tony La Russa in. Jerry has protected Kenny Williams. He's protected Rick Hahn. Um, does he feel like like he's become enough of a laughing stock for hiring or rehiring, I guess, Tony La Russa? Does Jerry feel like La Russa is a laughing stock? Will he be protecting La Russa? I mean, Bob Nightingale kind of alluded to, well, if La Russa is relieved of his duties, maybe after this season, he might find, you know, some other job within the organization in the White Sox organization. I mean, is Jerry losing money? I think that's that's really what it comes down to it. 
is Jerry Reinsdorf. If Jerry Reinsdorf's still making money, I, I don't think he cares. I honestly, I don't think he cares. We all know he what we think we have heard about him wanting to win more than anybody and wants another World Series. And uh, yeah, I, you can, I guess, buy into that. But I think it comes down to Jerry's ego and uh, how he feels things are going. If he feels like he's losing face, uh, if his best buddy Tony LaRusse is losing face, then I think we might uh, finally see some changes. It would be shocking if it was in season. Um it really would. And, you know, my, my good buddy, Pat Hester, had this wonderful uh, comment, and he's right on. You know, this time right now, this was supposed to be Chicago White Sox time. And it, we were supposed to be dominating uh, the city of Chicago, the greater Chicagoland area, uh, trying to maybe flip this town, if it's important to be a White Sox town. We've got the talented players. We've got the names, you know. Um, from the merchandise, from the buzz, from the vibe. Uh, this was supposed to be uh, the White Sox, their time. And right now, it's just not feeling uh, like it, especially uh, after game one. And of course, the way this week started uh, on Monday, Shane Bieber was just way too much for the White Sox. But what new? Um, could they get their bats going, though, at all on Tuesday? Uh, more on that in a moment. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Uh, whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Uh, Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code Locked On. That's code locked on. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. It was the Shane Bieber game, uh, game one of the doubleheader on Tuesday. Sox lost to Cleveland 4 to 1. Shane Bieber went all uh, nine. It was a complete game. Three hits, one earned run, zero walks, and seven strikeouts. Uh, Sox, obviously, nothing going on for them at all. Uh, Robert did not play in game one. Uh, some rumors, some, some speculations, some theories out there that maybe Robert didn't play in game one because he didn't have a very good track record against Bieber. Um, okay, m maybe, but when will he learn how to hit good pitching? Uh, will he always just be, you know, hidden from pitching that he struggled uh, against in maybe three or four games? Uh, let him sit on the bench, uh, or you know, are you going to try to get him to learn how to get uh, hit good pitching? You know, that's that's my concern with some of these matchups sometimes, and I know it's difficult. You got eight games in seven days. 
You're trying to get maybe breathers for, from guys, but this is a critical stretch. And maybe this could be a lesson for a guy like Robert if he struggled against Bieber. You know, get him some sample sizes because you're going to see him again and again in the future, especially if Bieber stays in the AL Central. Who knows what's going to happen uh, with him after this season? Uh, but if that's the reasoning of why Robert was on the bench because he was maybe one for 15 or something like that against Bieber, come on. I- I'm sorry. That- that's that's weak to me. Uh, he's going to have to learn how to hit good pitching. And if he struggled, well, you know what? Find something that you can take away from a few at-bats, get better, and grow from it because you can't keep hiding from guys that you don't necessarily do well against. Um Sox through Martin uh, recalled him from AAA. Uh, you know what? Hey, he he did a job. He really did. Six innings, eight hits, four earned runs, uh, two walks, three strikeouts. His ERA sits at 4.67. I mean, good pitching is going to be, beat good hitting or really any hitting that the Sox can throw out there at this point. And your Bieber wasn't going to give up anything. So you know, you just kind of have to tip your cap at that point. Uh, Ruiz and Kelly came in relief and gave up nothing. Fifth inning was uh, talked about quite a bit in this game. Uh, Tony LaRusa and the White Sox intentionally walked Jose Ramirez on an 0-1 count after fouling off the first pitch. Um, we've seen this before, uh, where Tony LaRusa has decided to walk uh, a batter after our pitcher has gotten ahead in the count, Stone and Benetti were commenting on this, having fun with it, really. Um, just almost laughing. Like, I cannot believe this is happening. It went national. Again, you, you saw uh, replays of this all over social media. Uh, and this is what I mean about it, if LaRusse starts becoming a laughing stock. And, you know, we saw what happened with the Trey Turner thing. And if this keeps, you know, uh, growing, getting steam, I should say. And Reinsdorf is paying attention and he's like, you know what? I, I just, I can't, I got to protect Tony LaRusse's legacy. I got to protect my ego. That's where you might, you, you might see some changes. Um, Ramirez was one for three in game one with two RBIs. Um, it was a different story in game two, especially offensively uh, for our white Saxes. Uh, the Saks beat Cleveland seven, nothing. Uh, Sox facing the pitcher they traded away to get uh, Cesar Hernandez last year, Connor uh, Plinkington. Um, it was started off really well for the Sox. Uh, they scored runs in the first uh, three innings. Abreu with a two-run home run, uh, Harrison with a solo home run, all in the first two innings. Abreu has been on a tear as of late. I mean, great slash line and his batting average since May 21st, second in the American League to Minnesota's Luis uh, Arise. Uh, So let's take you a little bit later to a situation that has happened before. We've commented on it just this week on this podcast. Two on, nobody out in the third inning. Uh, Sox take advantage of some poor defense by Cleveland and they pick up another run, but that's it. One run generated uh, because of a Cleveland mistake. And that is it. it. It reminds me of, you know, again, a little bit of the Robbie Grossman offense from Sunday. I mean, I guess it's great that they got one run, 
uh, but you got two on, nobody out. You know, get the line moving. You know, you could have really opened it up at that point. Uh, but the Sox sat with four runs for a while. Uh, then Luis Robert with a three-run foul pole scraper in the ninth uh, to make it 7 nothing. Short porch there out in right field. Uh, but, hey, that made things a little bit more interesting. You didn't have to bring Liam Hendricks in, uh, and you were able to go to Foster. We'll talk pitching in a little bit. Uh, Sacks final line in game two. Nine hits, seven runs, three walks, nine strikeouts. Uh, they had three extra base hits, and they were just the three home runs uh, and one for five with runners in scoring position. So, you know, hey, happy for the home runs, but, you know, it's that difficult situation of, you know, you don't want to live and die by the home run. You want to have balance, but runs are runs. Power is power. And, uh, you know, honestly, it was a situation of pitching. It was it was the Sox pitching that was able to quiet uh, Cleveland. Good pitching beats good hitting. Uh, Dil- Dylan Cease was the stopper we needed. Uh, but is he going to head to Los Angeles? Uh, more on that in a moment. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including, of course, uh, Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Dylan Cease on the mound for game two. Can he be the stopper? Uh, He should be the stopper. I mean, Cease and Cueto are the guys you have to rely on right now. I mean, currently, who else can you count on? Um, I mean, that's those are the only two guys I feel confident with. Uh, Coming into the game, Dylan Cease, two and three with an ERA of 5.79 and 30 strikeouts in six appearances uh, versus the Guardians in his career. Uh, Back in April, uh, Dylan Cease went five in a third innings, gave up eight hits and four runs, and took the loss. Early on, Cease, you could tell he was on. He had some nasty stuff. Uh, that slider was in rare form. After three innings, uh, he gave up three hits, had five strikeouts, and nothing else. Only 45 pitches after three innings. That's good uh, for Dylan Cease. Uh, import, the importance of having strikeout stuff. Uh, this was on display with what Dylan Cease and his arsenal had to offer. Um, When you've got swing and miss stuff and you're a strikeout pitcher, the downside is you're going to throw a lot of pitches. The upside is you're not going to allow the ball to be put in play very often. That is why, you know, these swing and miss pitchers, these strikeout pitchers are so coveted uh, because they don't let any action out on the field where there could be a seeing eye single or, you know, an accidental base hit or the defense can botch a play or overthrow the first baseman or, or boot the ball around. We saw, you know, on Monday what happened to Lance Lynn in the first inning. 
I mean, those balls were not hit very hard, uh, but they managed to find their way, you know, into the outfield or, or a base hit or what have you. And, you know, Dylan Cease has got the nasty wipeout stuff. And, and you uh, then you're not letting baseballs into play. It's, it's a whole different situation. You're going to throw a lot of pitches, though. And, and we saw that. Uh, Cleveland, they, they could not hold up on the slider. That thing was just dropping off of a table. Uh, he had it going on. Now, the sixth inning is where things got a little a little hairy here. Uh, Dylan Cease came out for the sixth uh, with 81 pitches on the arm. He gave up a leadoff double to Ramirez, and then you could see Lopez start warming up, uh, Stone and Benetti mentioning it on the telecast. Uh, Cease is at 102 pitches, and he's still in there with runners on the corner for Cleveland. Cease walks Alex Call. LaRusa comes out to pull Cease. You got bases loaded uh, for Lopez, and he strands all three Cleveland runners by getting a, a final uh, strikeout there to end the inning. Can't say enough about Lopez. Boy, the, the talk is going to be Cease, but Lopez has come up in some big opportunities. I mean, it was just 4 nothing at that point. Cleveland gets a base hit there. All of a sudden, it's 4-2. You never know what's going to happen. Cease's final line, five and two-thirds of an inning, uh, five hits, zero earned runs, uh, three walks, nine strikeouts. Cease's ERA sits at 2.30. He threw 106 pitches uh, there in game two of the doubleheader. Uh, so some rumors circulating that uh, Justin Verlander might not make the trip to Los Angeles. Uh, can Cease uh, be selected? Will Cease uh, be a guy that you know the AL looks to to fill that spot if Verlander doesn't go? I mean, he's got the numbers. He absolutely has the numbers. How will that line up with you know starts or missing starts, all that stuff? He deserves it. Uh, he should be selected. We'll see what happens in the next few days if that Justin Verlander rumor is indeed a true. Uh, Dylan Cease, since May 29th, nine uh, games started, 51 innings pitched, 33 hits, three earned runs, three home runs, 27 walks, 71 strikeouts. Those are awesome, awesome numbers. Uh, Lopez, Graveman, and Foster came in to clean things up uh, after Cease was pulled. So the Sox can go for a series split. They send Lucas Giolito to the hill. He has a record of 4-3 and three with an ERA of 1.93 and 76 strikeouts in 11 appearances uh, against Cleveland in his career. Pitched pretty well back in May against Cleveland. Uh, went seven innings. Uh, with one earned run. Uh, I, hey, every win is pretty much a must win right now in my mind for the Sox team, especially uh, during this week. Uh, after what happened on Monday in game one of the doubleheader, it was great to see them uh, take game two. Got to have this, this game here on Wednesday. I need a solid outing, uh, a quality start from Lucas Giolito, and the bats have got to continue to show up. Maybe some balance from that offense a little bit of power, but a little bit of station to station. Uh, we'll see. You want that momentum going into Minnesota for that big four-game series. Folks, thank you so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. 
Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Socks. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Thanks for making Locked On White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, coming up on the next episode, I'll recap Giolito's outing and start talking about the big series in Minnesota. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski, and until next time, go Sox!